Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember to subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. This week's Fiber for Breakfast brought to you by our platinum sponsor, Wesco. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Fiber for Breakfast. We're now in our fourth episode of 2023. But before we kick off, I'd like to thank our, I thank Wesco, the platinum sponsor of Fiber for Breakfast, and Nokia, the gold sponsor of Fiber for Breakfast. You know, in D.C., both the House and Senate are still organizing their committees and subcommittees. You know, we, we may see a few surprises on leadership, but what we do know is that energy and commerce will be focused on permitting, and that should mirror the plan and legislations the Republicans put together last Congress. You know, just this morning, the Democrats released the list of members that will be serving on energy and commerce, and there were no surprises on that list. Uh, this permitting legislation will be critical to accelerating broadband deployment and reducing deployment costs. The broadband, uh, Fiber Broadband Association has some very exciting initiatives planned this quarter on the Hill, and we'll be sharing those as we time gets closer. But before we get started, I'd like to remind everybody that our first regional Fiber Connect workshop is just around the corner and be held in Raleigh, North Carolina on Tuesday, February 7th. Registration is now open, and we're already very close to being sold out. So please register quickly if you have not done already done so. This brings us to today's Fire for Breakfast session with Joe Costello, the CEO of QuickBit Internet. Joe's gonna share with us his team's experience and insights on fiber to the trailer park. You know, last week on Fire for Breakfast, we heard from my uh, fellow kite boarder, Richard St. Clair, uh, the COO of one of the UK's leading fiber networks, Zoom. You know, Richard shared with us his insights on making Britain faster and what the U.S. might learn from the U.K.'s fiber gold rush. You know, what we saw is that Brexit was the early catalyst in the U.K. that spurred a national fiber mandate. And while the U.S. is a few years behind, as it took a COVID pandemic to make fiber a national priority here in the States. You know, that brings us to today's Fiber for Breakfast session. You know, today our guest is Joe Costello, the CEO of QuickBit Internet. And Joe is going to share with us his experience and insight on getting to one of these really important market segments, you know, fiber to the trailer park. You know, Joe is the CEO of QuickBit Internet, the leading internet service buyer of the mobile home marketplace. Joe is a founding investor and executive chairman of QuickBit since 2016, and he took over as CEO in 2020. Prior to QuickBit, Joe um, was an investor, board member, and advisor to dozens of early technology companies and currently serves on the boards of Metrics Design Automation. Um, this is Aikido, um, Acromove, <laughs> and I can't even say this next one. What is the ELPI? Elphic. Elphic, okay. Yeah. So on boards of lots of um, companies I can't pronounce. Um, actually, Joe was the, the founding um, investor, the first check writer of my first startup. Um, Again, yeah, that was like 24 years ago, 1999. Um, exactly. So Joe holds a bachelor of science degree in mathematics and physics from Harvey Mudd College, 
a master's of science degree from in physics from Yale and a master's of science degree in physics from the University of Cal Berkeley. So welcome, Joe. And for audience, please type in your questions and comments as we go, and we'll put them into Q&A um, at the end of the session. So with that, I'd like to turn things over to Joe. Thanks, Gary. And we really appreciate uh, both the sponsors and you guys for inviting us uh, to talk about this idea, Fiber to the Mobile Home Park. By the way, uh, just to get this clear, the, this category is termed trailer park, mobile home park, and the people in the industry now get mad at you when you use any of those terms. It's manufactured homes, except the people that live in these places still call it mobile home park. <laughs> so, uh, so it's a confusing term, but it all means the same thing. And I think you'll find it interesting and enlightening. I, you know, as I got into this, I, I learned a lot about it. Hopefully you, you get to learn a lot today from this. Let's hit the first slide and dive right in. So first question, why is this mobile home market important? You know, who cares? You know, is it, does it really make a difference? And if you happen to read uh, Gary's intro to this session, uh, he hit some of the really relevant facts about it, which were surprising to me. I was shocked as we got into it, uh, how, just how large a segment this is. You know, people count it a little bit different ways, but the bottom line, there's something between six and seven million Mobile home, mobile homes and RVs in the United States of America, and that represents somewhere on the order of somewhere between 20 and 25 million people in the United States in those homes. You go, wow, that, you know, that's a lot of people, um, but you know, but it's you know, people still think, yeah, I don't know, is it really that big? Well, just put it in perspective. If the mobile home community was a state, it would be the third largest state in the United States of America just behind California and Texas and ahead of Florida. So it's a large, large group of people that live in these mobile homes. So it's an important segment just by population. <clears throat> the second piece of it that's really interesting uh, for us and for the mission of the Fiber Broadband Association and, and the country, finally, as Gary was just pointing out, that we're trying to get everybody to have a very good, strong broadband experience in the United States. Because the bottom line today, if you don't have great broadband, you cannot be a full citizen in the United States of America in 2023. You just can't, you have to have it. And so that's super critical. It turns out that the mobile home marketplace is one of the great unserved and underserved segments. And so that makes it also important. Remember, it's the third largest state if you put them all together in the United States. But uh, it would, and so you say, oh, you know, that represents eight, nine, something, eight percent of the Amer of America. But when you look state by state and area by area, it probably represents between 25 and 40 percent of the unserved and underserved people in those states. So it's a huge section of the underserved. You know, it's important to a large group, but percentage-wise, when it comes to underserved and unserved in broadband, it's really important to fix. If you're going to fix the broadband problem in the United States, boy, you've got to fix that problem with the mobile home park. So two important factors, you know, third largest state, but highly underserved, high, over, 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 uh, represented in the unserved marketplace in that. Now, the second part of it that makes it strange, and you know, we're going to talk about what it is, fiber to the mobile home. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, switch slides is great. Second part of it that is interesting about it, it, what makes it difficult when you say it's the third largest state, 
Yeah, but it's a weird one because there's over 50,000 mobile home parks spread across the country, about 200, no, even less, you know, like 160 on average per park. So that's like saying it's a state made up of 50,000 communities of 150 homes distributed across all over the United States. So that makes it really a little bit more complicated and make it even more complicated is the fact that each one of those cities is owned by a private group. So it's got some very interesting complications, a lot of people, but widely spread out and pocketed together in these little small pockets like tribes in private or uh, communities. So when we say, well, so how do you serve them? We said the title was Fiber to the Mobile Home Park. What do we mean? Well, the second surprise, you know, you might be, I was surprised at how many people there were, how underserved they were. Second surprise, when I say Fiber to the Mobile Home Park and how does it work, you'll go, wait a minute, that's not fiber. Go to the next slide. What we actually are using in the next slide is we are wireless. Uh, we're using a 60 gigahertz. Some of you may have heard of this technology, 60 gigahertz wireless technology. Uh, the, the essence of 60 gigahertz, first of all, you probably know that's 10 times the, the, band, the, the uh, frequency of what we use for Wi-Fi. And you know, the higher the frequency, the faster you can actually transmit data. That's of course why fiber works so great because you're using light. It also has a ton of bandwidth. You know, People are trying to add bandwidth to Wi-Fi, a little segment here, a little segment here, and measured in hundreds of megahertz, there's 14 gigahertz of spectrum at 60 gigahertz. So it's super fast, there's tons of spectrum, makes it a great potential player for much, much higher speed connections. And the last thing I'll say is, fortunately for everybody in this industry in the wireless side for 60 gigahertz, some of the big consumer players spent a fortune, billions of dollars over a decade trying to get it into the mobile phone, never could get the power equation right, so abandoned it for that, but it's a perfect technology for wireless point-to-point -point and point-to-multipoint access. Next slide. So what we have done, this company actually started uh, QuickBit as, a, tech, as a, a technology, a product company, building the wireless, you could say, transceivers for 60 gigahertz. That's where we started. And we still have that. We're, that's our sister company. We call it QuickBit Systems. They actually build the 60 gigahertz product to do this very high-speed transmission. And then we started a second company, QuickBit Internet. That is the company that does the fiber to the mobile home. Uh, and these are, you, are examples of a couple of radios. But let's go to the next side, because this is the key one about how we actually do it when it comes to mobile home part. And here I want to make it really 100% clear. On the left-hand side, super important to this, we don't do anything in any mobile home park in any part of the country if there's not fiber nearby. We just don't. Fiber, we are a critical complement to fiber. We do not see ourselves, you know, people go, well, are you a competitor to, to fiber? I go, no, no way we're not a competitive fiber. We can't exist without fiber. And I don't mean in general, because it's a fiber backbone in the world. I mean, connecting right to fiber. We are a distribution mechanism for fiber. So over on the left-hand side, there's fiber. And then we can actually, we have a, a pro, one of our products, you could call it a trunk product, our transceiver that moves, it can move it from one place to the other. We rarely use that you know, in, the, in this case, because we get the fiber very close to the mobile home, but we really are a mobile home park. We're really a distribution mechanism. We actually build little rings. What you could call it wireless rings, just like you would with uh, with fiber. We build. If it's a small park, you might build one ring. If it's a very big park, two, three, four rings. So you build these wireless rings to you know put the very high speed uh, internet all around the park, and then 
to get to the home, we have another device that you hang on the home, and I'll show you that in, in a second here. And that's that's how we do it. Connect the fiber on the left, you know, distributed in rings around the park, and then from those rings, you know, boom, beam it down to each home. You put one transceiver on each home, and that's how you get this thing distributed. And when I say get distributed, it's very high speed. We deliver one gig down, one gig up fiber-like performance, you know, as a complement to fiber. Yeah, and that's the concept. And the reason this is important is it is why is it that people haven't done mobile home parks in the past? What is the, the reason for that? Well, they're small, they're private property, and it's not very economically to go in there and install fiber. It's very difficult. And the truth is for a lot of people in the past, why these, uh, these people had very, very poor internet mobile home parks, not only was the complication of what I just said, small, a little bit complicated private property, but they also looked at them as, well, they are, they don't, they're low income people too. I'm not sure I can make much money on these folks. And so the beauty of this technology for us is we can actually distribute, when we have fiber on the left-hand side close by, we can distribute that very great fiber experience to lots of people very quickly, very rapidly, and very inexpensively, which is a perfect way to get to deliver this kind of service, fiber-like service in a mobile home park. On the next uh, next slide, this is just a quick little picture that you know that's a classic you know thing. That's a, one of our guys installing in a in a mobile home park, uh, and there you, I don't know if you can see it up on the upper right side of the building. That's our transceiver. That's all we install, install on the customer's uh, <clears throat> actual unit. So you know there'll be a ring, as I said, of these around the park, and we install that on a particular unit, and we put an access point inside. Boom, they're off and running. The, uh, so how how we've been doing on this, and then if you go to the next slide, I'll give you a quick summary of where we are. Uh, so we started this company in 2022. I, when I say that, we did a little experimentation in, in 2021. In 2022, we went full bore. Last year, we contracted 50 parks with 12,500 sites in eight states. It's you know California, Nevada, Arizona, Texas. Wyoming, Louisiana, Florida is, is where we are so far. Oh, Oklahoma, I forgot Oklahoma. Uh, we just did one there. Uh, so far of those 50 parks contract, we deployed 15 with 6,000 sites and we have already 1,000 subscribers. Um, and we're you know, just going like gangbusters, you know, de deploying more. Uh, to give you a feeling for the growth on this, our target for this year is 150 parks with 50,000 sites, sites means obviously homes in this case. So by the end of this year, we'll have over 60,000 home sites that we are, you know, we, I guess in the terminology, you could say we're, we're passing by, you know, we're passing that many homes and we'll have 12,500 subscribers. So it's going great. And uh, if we go to the next slide, I'll explain why we're doing so well in this space. We'll talk about the customer experience. So next, if you go to the next slide, this is what we have to offer people. We offer the people in these mobile home parks, $50 a month. It's a gigabit down, a gigabit up. Everything's included. Like you don't have to pay any special fees, no equipment rental, no installation, no contract. Actually, we're at anti-contract. We give you one month free to try it out, which is really important to these guys. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and we guarantee that it's not gonna, we're not gonna change the price for at least two years uh, and no data caps. Now. That is kind of for the mobile home park resident, the kind of the perfect set of features for them. 
Uh, and that at the bottom, we hear that that's the most common phrase at the end when we're talking to people in these parks. I go almost every weekend to a park launch. So I've gone to, you know, of all those, I've gone to all but three, I think, of the park launches that you saw there um, ahead. And as you talk to the customers in these parks, you know, they're go they, their first reaction is they really dislike you could even say hate internet service suppliers. So as soon as you say you're, you know, they, they come out all grumpy and nasty and, you know, we have a, like a taco truck and things like that to entice them here. And, and they'll go, you know, I, I wasn't even going to come. And, you know, a bubble over my head is, but you wanted a free taco, I know. Um, and so then they'll start talking. I said, well, why? And because well, I hate you guys. And why do I hate you? Your service is terrible. You know, you cause you, you give us these promotional things and then price goes up and up and up. You know, the, the, you never perform like you say you're going to perform and on and on and on. We've gone to parks where they have literally no service, where they actually have to use their mobile phone as a hotspot. That's what they got for service. We got many of them have the water tower service, you know, where someone's put up a Wi-Fi thing on a water tower nearby. Uh, even when they've got cable, some of these guys have cable. You said, well, why is that so bad? Well, as all of you guys know, in the fiber world, all cable's not equal. <laughs> it depends on what kind of infrastructure you put in for the cable. What, literally, what's your cable and then what's your electronics? But we've gone into parks you know, where the cables are old stuff that you know, rodents have eaten through. People will talk about not having service with cable for two or three days at a time and intermittent. So they get the low, low, their low end of the totem pole on service, even if there's cable in these areas. So they've had terrible service. They have, they have not been treated great as a customer. Um, it's very expensive, especially when you combine the, what they're paying for internet with what they pay for television in these places, which is often direct TV or something like that, or, or cable. Uh, and of course, if you don't have great internet, you don't have any choice on television. You can't, you can't stream it if your internet is poor. So once they go to great internet at 50 bucks a month, changes their life in many, many, many ways. Uh, I'll give you one example. In, the, in one of the early parks we did, there was a family and they were actually, they were living in an RV in the, in the mobile home park. Some of them are combined. They have both things. And they said it was a family of four kids, mom and dad. Dad was a construction guy. Mom was a lecturer at the San Francisco State. And they decided they'd had to commute. The only place they could afford, they had to commute for hours to do their jobs. So they decided we're going to go with the mobile home, you know, in this case, RV, that's what we're going to do. But, you know, we have our, it was during the pandemic. I said, we have four kids, they're all in school. You know, they have to do their schoolwork on it. The internet is terrible here. You know, the, you know, the, the mother was, you know, she was this lecturer. She had to use the internet. She goes, uh, in order to do her job as a lecturer, she said, this is terrible. I can't do it. And they, she said, can we do it? We're not sure we're going to be able to stay. There's weird rules in some of these parks about RVs and how long they can stay. I said, yeah, sure, try it. It blew them away. They were getting 800 down, 800 up instantly. And they said it changed their life for the kids, for the mom, for everybody. Now, here's one interesting thing about it, too. They actually, they didn't get their permission to stay in the park. They had to move out after about four weeks. And they were apologetic. I said, don't be apologetic. And then they got their approval in that park about two months later and they moved back because of the internet. That's why they moved back. The park owner said, I've never thrown somebody out and have them move back in my life. Never, just never happens. And why? 
because of the internet. So if you don't think internet's important to people that live in mobile home parks, you're dead wrong. It's really important. I'll tell one other story. We're at a park down in Texas just before Christmas. And uh, it was, a, they were revamping this park. And a guy comes in, he says, yeah, I heard about you guys coming in. You know, he said three or four guys have come in to try to do internet. And it's all just crap. You know, he's a pretty, pretty intense guy. And I said, he, want, he asked a bunch of questions. He says, well, okay. That's free. I'll give it a try. And I said, well, can we install right now? He goes, right now? I said, yes, it just, it'll take a half hour. We'll have you installed. So we did. You know, it's like we're on talking to some other people. The door of the clubhouse in this place blows open about an hour later. This guy's coming in about 50 miles an hour. And I'm like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. And uh, he goes, everybody, he's got his mobile phone up over his head. He goes, come here, look at this. This is a miracle. And it shows 840 down, 760 up. He goes, my life has changed. My life has changed. He said, the kids can have Christmas. I've had my Christmas. This is the best thing that's happened in this mobile home park in five years. So it does make a huge difference. That's why we love what we do. And it's, it's really fun to get that kind of reaction. How can we work together? Look, there's two ways. I want to be 100% clear. I hope I've been really clear about this. We depend 100% on fiber guys and fiber nearby. We are partnered with fiber. We, we, when people say, we compete, do you compete? I said, no, we don't compete. We complement fiber. We do the things that are hard for fiber to do today. Fiber is absolutely, by the way, the company that Gary was mentioning, Elphic, is a fiber company. I'm on a board of a fiber company. I believe fiber is the platinum standard. It's the future of broadband and the internet for sure. But we can't do it all in the next 10 years. And there's people like in these mobile home parks I'm talking about, they're suffering today. They need something today. And today we can give them a very, very good fiber-like. And what, why do we call it fiber-like? Because that's the platinum standard a fiber-like experience and get them up and running and have a great experience, change their life as a complement to fiber. So how can we work together? Number one, we got to work with fiber companies. We've got to work all of the people who are doing fiber in order to make those connections and make it super easy. That's one side of things. The other side of things, many fiber companies struggle when they're doing an area, region, or geography, they run up against a, a mobile home park and they go, it's really hard for them to do and they skip over it and they actually don't feel good about it. It's not fun to skip over people, you know, because you, you know, there's haves and have nots that way. So we have got fiber companies are now coming to us and saying, will you come in and do the fiber for us? I mean, the park, mobile home park for us. We can't do it. You could do it. Let's partner that way. In fact, one of these companies has given us 70 of the parks they had to skip over and said, you go do those and we'll, we'll partner so we can cover everybody in the region. So there's two ways to partner. We need your fiber. We need to partner with you and, and, and we'll, we're a, we'll be a customer of your capability. If you find a mobile home park, by the way, if you find a mobile home park and you could do it, do it. Everybody should have fiber. You know, that's the real answer. But if they can't, if it's not economical, for sure, send it to us, we'll get the job done, I promise you. So the last thing, if you have any of those things, there's two, of a, two people right here, take a picture <laughs> of the slide. You can contact me, Joe Costello. I am uh, the CEO of the company. You can contact me anytime to talk about any of these things, mobile home parks that you want us to do. Uh, you know, if you want to do some kind of a partnership with us, so we use your fiber uh, when we're distributing. John Jensen uh, joined the company just before Christmas. John is from, he ran a fiber ISP. I hired him just again to show you where we're coming from. He's ran a fiber ISP. 
is fiber is super critical to us. I needed fiber DNA in our company. And so John's in charge of everything, all the fiber relationships. And, and by the way, we sometimes run fiber inside our parks too. <laughs> so he's our fiber guy for both deployments, partnerships, et cetera. So if, if there's anything about this that turned you on or you saw an opportunity, there's a park you'd like us to do, or you'd like to work with us in actually distributing some of your fiber broadband capability into parks, Give us a call, check it out. We're both gonna be at Metro Connect down in Florida, Monday and Tuesday, if any of you happen to be there. With that, I'll stop, leave, open it up to questions. And thank you once again, Gary, for having us here. Joe, always a pleasure and um, tons of questions come in. So maybe start with, you know, all these uh, mobile home parks and RV parks are private. Um, how do you, I mean, that seems like that'd be the biggest challenge is to deal with all the owners. And that doesn't seem like it'd be all, always that easy. What do you, uh, it's, you're, an, it's a, it's a great question. And, uh, whoever asked that question must've experienced it <laughs> because it's true. Uh, they can be a, sometimes a little bit, uh, grumpy themselves, not just the, the people in the parks, but the owners of these parks and it is private and they've had not good experiences in the past, many of them about it. And so, and they, they think there's a trick. They think we're out there begging for money and we're going to try to, you know, jack them up for some cash. So there's all that going on, but here's one of the keys why we're successful. We only do mobile home parks. We don't do anything else, just mobile home parks. So yes, it did take us you know, a, you know, six months to a year to actually figure out how to sell to those guys. And we have a specialist team. We market there. We go to their trade shows. We work with them. And, you know, they are from Missouri. You know, they want to see that you're not a fly by night, you know, Internet BS artist, you know, so they're checking you out and they watch the time and grade. Are you really there? And you know, then they'll listen. So we have a specialist team. We focused on this area. It is not the easiest thing to do. And by the way, some of them, like anything, when you when you're focused on a market, I, I realize the problem. Most fiber guys, you're geographically focused. You know, you get what you get in terms of uh, mobile home parks. You run up against the guy. If the guy's really grumpy, you know you either deal with them or you don't we don't have to do that we can go we will say be polite be nice leave them move on to the next guy and come back to him later because we know we're going to get him eventually just like fiber knows they're going to get every home eventually <laughs> so when you're going into um, a lot of questions around this but as as you're going to all these uh manufactured home parks um they're they're in other service providers territories um, do they view you as competitors? Do they welcome you in saying, hey, this is an area that we just can't serve, you know, and we'll we'll drop fiber off for you and partner with you? And how does that? It, it, it's a mixed bag, but the mix is is really lean in the sense that I'd say only 10% of the time do we see any competitive reaction. In general, they don't care. They just don't care because they see them as difficult. They've been hard, hard to service, you know, because again, it's a small private community with all the things you said about the management, et cetera. And they look at them as low income and problematic. So they tend not to, you know, we don't see much of that competitive reaction to it at all. And on, um, if it's a true RV park, where it's a lot of transient, uh, is that work for you guys or does it have to be more semi-permanent? No, we we can do either. Uh, we didn't. We started with the the permanent, you know, and not the the RV and the transient stuff. And then uh, about middle of last year, we did an experiment in one of our parks that had an RV section. And there, we just do it differently. You know, in the one they're like a resident. You know, the ones that are not transient are kind of like a residential home. You know, you put in an installation, you build them that way. The ones that are the transient actually. 
the park owner, we build the infrastructure for them and they rent it out. So they are like, they're the guys selling it to the RV guys instead of us. Okay, uh, so your equipment stays at the site and then they just connect to that equipment. Exactly, exactly right. right. So Which is, by the way, that, that got, has gone wild. That's a great feature for them. They love that, you know, because the RV guys really want great internet today. Uh, it's yeah. their number one ask. Uh, and then this gives them a little way to run their own business you know, to do it. Well, Joe, there's a ton of questions that you've sparked up here. So I'm going to have to send these to you that you can follow up with. But you know, as always, just really appreciate getting together with you and I really appreciate you sharing your insights on one of this really important and challenging market segments. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today and look forward to get back together next Wednesday. We're going to be discussing building the internet the way it should be with Jody Kraft, the president of Live Oak Fiber, as he shares how building a world-class fiber network deliver the fastest broadband internet to homes and businesses in Glen County, Georgia, and Okaloosa County, Florida. So these are two kind of, these are interesting areas because they're resort coastal areas that have a lot of very rural agricultural um, sections. So this is gonna be a really great conversation. Thanks guys for joining us. Thanks again, Joe. And we'll see you guys next week.